welcome to More Than Myths. It's just a funny, dumb thing that I found. It's not, it's not dumb. I don't want to say it's dumb. Uh, it's the Strange Planet Instagram. Oh. Have you seen it today? Planet. No. Okay, so he it was yesterday that it was put out. Um, and it's better names for food. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> so waffles are now crisscross floppers. <laughs> mm-hmm. Toast is yep. scratchy hot bread. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, a salad is a leaf bucket. <laughs> a yep. seltzer is tongue tickling bubble juice. <laughs> All right, well that's rebranded yeah. now forever. Yep. Pizza is pepper meat cheese three sixty. <laughs> Some good ones. Pepper meat cheese three sixty. <laughs> uh, breadsticks are called wheat wands. <laughs> I know, I love it. These just keep they getting just get better. better. Uh, crinkle cut fries are zigzag tubers. <laughs> uh, oatmeal is hot, hot liquid lumps. <laughs> uh, candy corn is the hardened, hardened tears of the candy man. <laughs> Spaghetti is meat eggs in a pasta nest. <laughs> Cashews are peanuts turning left. <laughs> that made me. That one made me laugh. Oh, peanuts turning left. Uh, gummy bears are Ursa flavors. Mm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> s'mores are Smash Mouth fire snacks. <laughs> uh, potato chips are. Sp- Fire snacks. Fire snacks. Yes. Uh, potato chips are spud crusties. <laughs> um, a bagel is a freestyle salt donut. <laughs> okay. Uh, what are some of the other ones? I think that was most of the really good ones. You had some good ones for um, corn dogs. Nine better names for corn dogs. Love note in a corn envelope. <laughs> <laughs> Some of them are really good. Some of them are really good. I don't good. know if I would describe a hot dog as a, a love, love note. note. No. Well, I don't know. Maybe a Prano pub. But that's that's about it. Yeah. Oh, Prano pub. I know. Just a little mustard. Light mustard, please. Yeah. You don't like mustard? Yeah. I didn't. I didn't either. But my taste buds have transformed. What's sad mm. is I identified like ketchup was a part of my identity for so long Mm -hmm. like well into my 20s okay and it's too sweet now really i don't i still like ketchup still like ketchup but it's not the same interesting what kind of (laughs) welcome to ketchup talk what kind of ketchup do you like like just the regular like heinz is that right? Heinz? Yeah, that's like my normal gotcha. is, you know, Heinz. Mm-hmm. But I 
Yeah, it's too sweet mm. now. That I there believe is this, probably a bit of sugar. There's this company called like Bear something. Okay. Bear, I don't remember, but they make a spicy ketchup. Oh. And it's like not so sugary mm. and it's got like some kick mm-hmm. to it. So it's just a little bit more interesting, yeah. you know, but it's not barbecue sauce. Yeah. Because that they're different. Yeah. You should try Sir Kensington. It's a little bit pricey. It's a little pricey, but mm-hmm. it's definitely top tier ketchup. I mean, I love honey mustard. I love honey mustard. But also. even honey mustard is okay. But what's your favorite honey mustard? I don't know. I this honey mustard is mine. a new. This is ridiculous. This is the most ridiculous conversation we've ridiculous. ever had. I'm so sorry about this, but I'm not. No, uh, I'm new um, to honey mustard, so I don't actually know. Okay, well, then I need you the next time you drive past a Wendy's to get a regular chicken nugget and a spicy chicken nugget and get their honey mustard. I can do that. And all I can say is you're welcome. (laughs) Future Haley will thank you. It's so good. Oh, she's going to be thrilled. I believe it. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, Wendy's honey mustard is goat. Noted. I'll keep that in the back of my brain. With all the other condiments. Back of your brain. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What are you drinking? A yumberry wild basin. Wild wild basin. Yeah. Did did you hear me when I told you it was actually out of California? Fucking hell. It's Mm -hmm. out of Colorado, not California. I wish I could get my words right. Wow. Okay. Colorado. They're going to come for us. They might. They're going to be like, we're not in the Pacific. Wild basin. Yeah. We're not in California. No. We're not in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, yeah. <sighs> Sorry. Uh, we stayed up late last night watching Hocus Pocus. It's cute. That's all I'm gonna say. It's cute. It nothing will ever be the original. I don't care how hard you try, nothing will ever be the original. But it's cute. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Dad. Hi, how's it going? Good. Welcome back after almost a year, I think. Uh, Thank yeah. you. It's good to be here. It ha- has it been yeah. almost exactly a year? We're like, what, a month yeah, short of a year? Because we launched Holy. October 3rd, and I'm pretty sure we Smokes. recorded Dad's episode the week we launched. So I think it's been a year. Exactly. Let's let's talk about your successes. I'm very interested to hear how you guys have uh, fared for the last year. Um, Take it away, Corinne. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We have about 3,500 downloads, and um, we had an article written about us in January, um, talking, and we made podcasts of the week on a podcasting platform called Bullhorn. Um, we have spent hours upon hours upon hours editing, researching, <laughs> talking, um, and then social media-ing our little hearts out. And we've That's got a pretty awesome. consistent viewer, or viewer, <laughs> listener base. And mm-hmm. let me name some of our top countries that we have some listeners in. Also, I have some stats on your episode, Dad, that we can talk about, too. Heck, yeah. Um, 
it's loading. All right. So we've got majority United States, but we've got Australia, Germany, South Africa, United Kingdom, Canada, Romania, India. That's right, awesome, you guys. Congratulations on your, on your wild success. And, and honestly, being able to, uh, to have that kind of reach is just really neat. I'm impressed. Yeah, it's, it's, so, it's definitely fun. Um, your episode, Dad, launched October 17th, 2021. And it wow. is ranked. It's up there. It's actually fifth on yeah. our all-time plays list. Out of the 51 wow. episodes we've got. Yeah. So it still does really well. People are very intrigued with the interview with the vampire hunter title i think <laughs> i'll take it i'll take Pulse it in. um but yeah so overall good well thanks for having me back it's exciting to be here yeah we're excited to have you um i've been bugging you for a while to come back on the show but we couldn't think of you know something for you to talk about and it hit me earlier this week that you have something to talk about. Yeah, I, 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 I think so. Yeah. Um, I just want my only caveat for this whole thing, and then I'll let dad talk about it, is that it is a result of some, some sleepless nights. Yeah, some sleepless nights. And maybe an aversion to being out in the foothills. Ah, like, so like the Boise foothills? Uh, we'll get to that. So I, I have a, I have actually three ghost stories. My first two are are absolutely experienced firsthand. So I'll go into I'll go into the very very closely related, and I'm talking one degree of separation. Secondary, um, longer story. But I did a little little research uh, on a hotel I used to stay at, uh, and I, I think it would be interesting for anybody that is is going to be in Minnesota. Um, it is in Edina, Bloomington, now now a courtyard by Marriott, and I'm looking through the pictures, and they've completely remodeled the thing. It's been done about four times since since this place was stood up. Whoa. So it's it's a big old hotel, um, probably one of the first uh, large hotels south of Minneapolis. And it used to be a place that I had to stay really very often for work. It was one of our preferred hotels through work and blah, blah, blah. So it, it's a, it had that old feeling to it. Uh, and, I, you know, it, it's, it's, a, it's a very... Well-developed area. There's a Whole Foods, you know, <laughs> two blocks away, and a total wine and spirit. This is not by any stretch a creepy part of town, but when it was built, it was uh, it probably was fairly um, non-developed. So this was a a you know sort of on the edge of Minneapolis, still a business hotel, and uh, set up for small conferences. I mean. Uh, it, it wasn't wasn't just for for business travel. They had conference rooms and things, and it always had kind of a, mm -hmm. a creepy, older feel 
and I'm going to say smell <laughs> somewhere between Ew, feel I know and it. smell. Yeah. To where it wasn't dank. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't unpleasant, but it was, it was old. It had a feeling of age. So I, I would stay in this hotel every time I would go to Minnesota. Uh, essentially I was frequent flyer enough to where uh, they would upgrade my room and I would end up with a suite, which was, you know, a, a, an advantage for having to stay in a crappy hotel. At least it was large enough. Anyway, um, I'll, I'll get into the story. But uh, when I was traveling at that time, I was very specific about the way I liked to um, have my after hours time. I traveled with some incense because of the weird smell. I always traveled with a fan. And at the time I was I was traveling with a very early uh, remote control multicolor LED light bulb because the lights were hideous. Everything was CFL. It was really, really uh, okay. cold and, and icky. So um, I, I had my kit, right, with my my little electric fan and my my light bulbs and my incense that was my, you know, quick jump into a crappy hotel and create a mood. Corbin I actually love kit. that. I actually, like, I had a conversation <laughs> with somebody the other day that people that travel enough they know exactly what they like and they have like a travel pack. <laughs> yep. Yep. I mean, and, and this included, um, you know, coffee creamers in my little, yeah. this, this was before <laughs> yep. 9-11. So, That's I mean, great. I would have my, yeah, I, I was able to try to be as comfortable when not at home as I could be. Right. So the first story, and, and this is after, I'm, I'm going to give a, a genuine creepy vibe. And, and right now, as I said, if it is now a courtyard by Marriott in Bloomington, Minnesota, but it has been several different iterations over the years. Um, and I think that I was probably on the second or third remodel at this time. Anyway, um, I would stay in these larger rooms and always, always got a, got a creepy feeling, always had a hard time going to sleep. Now, a lot of uh, of that I would attribute just to travel and not being at home, but it, it never felt quite as as comfortable as, as some other places, fresher, newer places where you could really get comfortable. Um, one night in particular, and, and this was uh, after, I'm going to call it just a few catch things out of the corner of the eye, a few unexplained noises. And, and I stayed there quite a bit, scratching in the corner, you know, thinking, no. okay, and, and looking for these reasonable uh, excuses for things. And, and everything truly was passable before the next two circumstances, which happened on two separate occasions. Uh, the first um, hard day at the office, you know, politics, 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 a couple of drinks, trying to fall asleep. Uh, but but freaked out enough that I left my my little plug-in LED light bulbs, which didn't turn on and off with a switch. They they had to be remote controlled, uh, turned on and off. So that was one of the things that I think is important for the story because there was no way for something to happen like this through any means other than an RF signal specifically telling this light bulb to do this. Um, I'm going to sleep and I, I finally get to a point where I'm feeling like I can maybe get there. So I use my remote. I turn off the light bulbs and I turn on my side to go to sleep. Um, 30 seconds later, and let's say that I'm facing to my, on my left shoulder facing to the, my right, one of the light bulbs turns on and I'm like, okay, you know, no big deal, right? Really? No big deal. It's, 
Maybe you hit the remote. Right. Could have hit the remote. Could have been somebody in, in, in the other room with a TV remote that just happened to turn it on the same color that I had it on. Whatever. Right. So I turn it off and then I wait another minute and it turns back on. Now, this is, mind you, one of the two, because I was using the nightstand's uh, power plugs. Turned it off, and, um, you know, this at this point, I'm getting a little bit like, hmm. It happens one more time, and at, at this point, I'm beginning to feel like I need to cover my head. But, but it's explainable, right? It's one yeah. light bulb. It just happens to be right there in my face, literally in my face. Uh, and I turn it off the last time. And, and just, just because I knew one more time would freak me out, I turned to my other side to go to sleep just in case, because it was literally right in my face. Um, and this time the other bulb that I was facing turns on, not, not the one that had been turning on three times before, but the one that was now in my face that I switched to my other side. Yuck. So this, this went on, um, really three more times switching sides and only the light bulb that was in my face would turn on. And again, not a power problem because it was an outlet. And the only way that these could turn on was with the remote control that I had clutched in my sweaty hand at that point. So that was the first instance that I had with something that I couldn't easily explain. Now, like I said, just, just for context, it was always creepy. Um, the, right. the rooms were poorly lit um, there were, uh, I'm going to say previously smoked in bronzy looking mirrors that, Ew, you know, oftentimes yeah. you would catch something out of the corner of the room, yeah, um, uh-uh. and unexplained noises anyway. So this, this was my first foray into something that was uh, not cool. <laughs> I mean, not easily explained. Did you uh, stay, did you stay in the same rooms? Like was no. it was it different rooms every time and stuff was happening in every single room or was it so, a same room that they put you back into no not the not the same room um the same the part course. of the hotel uh just Yuck. just the suites which i got to upgrade into so i had a little living room yeah uh but you know usually and i think that there were two two rooms that were suites one would be north facing one would be south facing or east and west one on either side of a, a column and, uh, but up yeah. the center of the hotel. And if you, if you check this, this hotel out, you can see right up the middle is where the suites were. They're a little bit extended out from there. So it could have been, you know, any, any floor, um, but it, it, it only, only anything ever truly awful <laughs> happened in, in those rooms. So whether there's, there's something that was, um, inexplicably dark or, poltergeisty or I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it didn't feel malevolent until mm. my next occurrence, uh, occurrence in, in the same hotel. So after that, um, I, I, as I said, it was the hotel that they put us up in. So it wasn't like I had a choice to go someplace else. Uh, and, and to be honest, I liked the privacy because there were other hotels that, that people that traveled stayed at and I didn't like to socialize after work. So it gave me an excuse and it was almost worth, you know, being haunted to not have to socialize for me. So <laughs> just to give you some <laughs> character, Introvert. character background, right, right. <laughs> drag me straight to hell through a closet, but don't make me sit in a hotel bar and make small talk at 6 30 PM. 
Yeah. The, the next yeah, uh, occurrence happened in one of these rooms, and this was a lot more sudden and a lot less playful. That, um, and, and I'm fairly aware of my sleep cycle. I'm fairly <sighs> aware of my surroundings, and and so this this wasn't something that I've ever had anything like this ever happen in my life before or since. But uh, I was almost asleep. Uh, Lights were out. Um, they had their neon sign out uh, outside of the windows, so there was a pink glow. Um, and if it could get more quiet, it, it did. But and and that may be with me just cresting towards that sleep. But at that precise second, I felt something at least a hundred pounds and four points of impact. Felt like a Great Dane dropped onto my bed and fully expecting to look up and see the face of, you know, a hound. Absolutely uh, not. No, absolutely. No, 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 I, no. Ew. It, it was, it was, it was terrifying. It That's was so visceral. Awful. It was real. And I very, oh, very yuck. much felt what this was. So it wasn't oh. like, Somebody hit, you know, one corner of the bed. This was, this was four points of impact straddling my body that hit with the force of yeah, no. a human oh, being yuck. startling me right back to awake. And as I no. said, I, I'm, I'm very comfortable with travel. I'm very comfortable with my sleep habits. I don't, not prone to panic or to pre-sleep. You know, we all start when we sleep sometimes, right? We're all uh accustomed to that you know oh crap i just yeah. woke up right something i fell in my dream this was not that yeah. this was something fell on me um as i was beginning to get there um and i i'm not sure if my snap will come through on my on my microphone sat yeah. up fist clenched ready to go and nothing's there Yuck. oh my god Yuck. i i no. i didn't go back well i left there are terrible lights on. I stopped taking my light bulbs after the last occurrence. Oh, I left yeah. their terrible lights on all night and probably got three hours of sleep, you know, very tortured getting there. But this was, this was a, a, a very much a, a visceral experience that was not a hallucination. It was not at that falling into a dream state. It was physical. They were crappy mattresses. It, bounced i mean it was something canine and i always felt canine maybe that was just it in my mind you know so a hellhound <laughs> fell onto my yeah fell onto my bed as i'm trying to go to sleep in this hotel and that was i believe the last time i stayed there that was uh more I than would i would hope so yeah, yeah. and Yuck. then i ended up with my next nightmare of making small talk in a hotel bar at 6 30 at night which was almost as bad <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> so those cow. are my Ugh. my only first party inexplainable situations with things that were um ghosty, otherworldly, um crossovery feeling. Uh yeah. and so yeah, th th okay. those would be my any any real world experiences that I had. So um my my next and final story is is a bizarre one and i'll have to change some names if i make some up to protect the innocent or the affected but 
this happened when I was in high school. And usually these stories, these ghost stories are, you know, 10 degrees of separation. Guys, cousins, brothers, uncle that uh, heard it from a friend kind of thing. But this was uh, involves my, my best friend at the time and at least three or four people that I hung around with on a regular basis. And there was enough aftermath uh, to where it was, it was absolutely something that happened to them. Um, I'm going to try to go into as much detail as I remember. And I'm not sure that from a truly creepy perspective that it translates very well. But like I said, I, I, I will try to convey it as it was conveyed to me and, and give as much detail as I can. And, and if you have any questions and I can answer them, certainly uh, feel free to and Just imagine to a in. young seventh grade Corinne hearing this story for the first time around the campfire. Oh, God, what, what a sadistic asshole I am. What a <laughs> fucked. Uh, yeah, it was so <laughs> not fun. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> So I, I had bigger problems that weekend because I'm pretty sure that's the weekend I got my period, too, for the oh, very first and time then, while camping yeah, your, with my dad and my brother. And your dog was almost eaten by a bear. So, yeah, there was a lot going on that weekend. Wow. Yeah. Cool. No Do worries. you remember Amy doing a cheers at dinner? Yeah, not not as vividly as you do because it was mortifying. But oh. Yeah, absolutely. Steven remembers it. I hadn't talked about it with him because it is my most embarrassing story. Oh, really? My period while camping with my brother and my dad. And then my grandma and my aunt gave a toast at dinner while camping that I had become a woman in front of my grandparent, my grandpa, my brother, and my dad. Why was, was that a like, thing? Kill me now. Yeah. Kill me yeah. now. <laughs> I understand well, that. All the same camping trip. I was, I was having a time of it. And, and during that same camping trip, there was a large black bear that was making its way around the campsites so no no yeah no. no the bears can smell no. the menstruation i think oh yeah that's also what was going through my head i was like all Stop. i could hear was brick from anchorman saying like bears smell menstruation i'm like i'm gonna get us all killed <laughs> i'm I sorry that i laughed it's it i'm telling you it was just one thing after another that we and when we got home i just remember being in bed i was just like nope nobody look at me I'm done. I don't think I really went camping again. Yeah, with it, that crew. You know, it it, it was a memorable trip. I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> leave it leave it at that. Um. So the story I I told, and um, at, at the time my my parents were very aware of the of the people I was telling about it, but I, I'll I'll focus it around my best friend at the time that told me firsthand. Um the aftermath of the three or four people that were involved in this, uh, is, is essentially absolutely true and documented that none of them were ever the same. Um, one of them went to prison after <laughs> turning very heavily to drugs. Uh, one killed himself in a, in a car with a gun. Um, one was committed for uh, at least a year after this, this happened. So this, this was, this was, um, very, very real. And it took, I don't know, three years after it happened for, for my friends to tell me about it. And this is after our other friend had killed himself and, and the other had been uh, committed. And I tried to corroborate with him once and, uh, my friend that had, that had been committed for a while and he 
refuse to even talk about it. Not, not deny it, just not even talk about it. So, um, on the way up Bogus Basin Road outside of Boise, Idaho, um, there is a a turnoff. You're welcome. God damn it. I was really hoping that you were going to say not any, like not anywhere in Idaho. Mother. Okay. Oh no, no. It's fine. You can't, you can't miss it. It's, um. It may be gated now, but at the time it wasn't. This was this was on our way to a very uh, actively used Boise High School party space uh, called the Corrals. Uh, there were no corrals, or maybe there were, you know, fifty years before that had since been used for firewood or burned down. Um, but it was about three quarters of a mile off of Bogus Basin Road on this very rough dirt road, uh, getting back into. Uh, almost like a bowl that was hidden. So you could have bonfires back there. It couldn't be seen from the road. Very private, obviously wonderful for high school parties. Anyway, um, it wasn't always a kegger spot. Sometimes we'd go there and, you know, build a small campfire, just drink beer. And and this was the occasion that was happening um, with my friends this night, Uh, four or five of them, a couple of different cars. And, uh, the, this, the strangeness happened as you're on this dirt road. And when I say dirt road, I'm talking like a four by four road. Uh, I, I, I took my 64 Chevy van, but I would be crawling at about three miles an hour to get to this space because it was very, very rutted, very, very rough. Um, you know, somebody always had to get pulled out or pulled through. Anyway, um, they had, uh, you know, grabbed a couple of cases of beer and they're they're heading in. Um so this was about late October. Um, I remember him telling me that it was a near full or full moon. Uh, and they're simply sitting around tailgating with a fire in the middle, bullshitting with, with beer. Uh, I don't remember if there was any drugs, but it, it was really high school. So there wasn't, wasn't the possibility of too much beyond weed at that point. Anyway, um, it, it, it got to... Uh, I don't know, midnight-ish, and uh, people started to notice things, um, activity out of the corner of their eyes in the sagebrush. You know, with fire, that can happen sometimes, but it, it, it started to manifest itself to where people were showing up um, way on the periphery of where the fire light would, would touch it in the sagebrush. Um the, you know, the, no fast moves, no dodging up and down. Um, young people, uh, if I remember correctly, one person in business attire, so a middle-aged man, uh, somebody wearing a McHugh's pullover hoodie uh, comes to mind as one of the things that, that they defined as seeing. But there were people milling around randomly uh in the foothills in this remote spot off of bogus basin road unrelated and with no seeming direction just either being standing still um, or milling around and it, it it well it got to the point of you know whether yelling at these people you know want a beer <laughs> whatever you know i'm 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 going back on the things that that they tried to to open a conversation, no answer, um, until one of them. This is the one that ended up in his car. Um, 
walked over within 10 feet of one and the person dematerialized, vanished in front of him. And this is at midnight. This is, you know, <laughs> a few beers. Uh, do not know what's going on. So uh, they, they all panic. They, they jump back in their cars. They, they head down to what was then Brass Lamp Pizza and kind of talk about what they had seen. Um, foolishly at this point, a couple of them grabbed guns uh, just because they were, they were afraid, but they weren't going to, you know, leave it where they, where they should. Um, so they drive back up and uh, on that road where you can go two or three miles an hour, um, it was, it was much more active. So during the three miles or the three quarters of a mile, they would look down in the King and, and see lost souls walking down there. And uh, during the slowest parts um, would hear scratching, like violent scratching underneath their cars. Um, so on the oil pan and, you know, uh, uh, inside the motor and, and, and both, both people driving experienced this. Uh, uh, anyway, after a period of time, uh, they they got back to where they were and again uh, multiple times experienced approaching these people 50 to 100 yards away having them disappear in front of them and you know no explanation uh, the one that ended up killing himself was a little bit more um, excitable uh, leveled a rifle at one of them shot one of them and the the person fell so much to his absolute terror he felt like he shot a person in this particular case they ran up to this person that had just been shot and they're within six feet and the person disappeared in front of them so they're they're looking at you know a, less than across a room at a body on the ground that just goes away at that point no. um everybody <laughs> loses it jumps back in the cars um just about die multiple times just from stupidity and terror driving down um and uh and and got out of it right around sun sunrise and one of the passengers in one of the cars was still able to see these these more and more um people milling around uh and, and the minute there was any sun light showing on the horizon at all, everything in the whole valley just disappeared in a mist back to foothills, normal, normal sunrise. And like I said, the aftermath was that um, it took years before any of them would talk about it. Uh, one couldn't live with it. Um, one was uh, spent quite a bit of time in a mental hospital because of it and would never talk to me about it. But uh, the story that I just told you, which is probably missing a few of the, of the key details from the time, but I think is detailed enough to tell you that it was, it was very corporal. It was very firsthand. It was very close. Um, it was very interactionary. Um, I, I do remember that uh, at one point that eye contact had been made with, with one of these people uh, with a, you know, a very hollow uh, look, but disassociated type of look. Um, 
but uh, it, it almost as if it was just a crossover bef- between two planes of existence. Uh, and you know, obviously, the worst the worst thought is that that this this place, you know, this this area that was so far off the road and and yet close enough to town and remote enough to where it didn't, you know, ever have much that these were bodies that were buried out there, which is, you know, if you, if you think about it, um, not, not completely beyond explanation. Uh, anyway, you know, we, 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 we talked as much as he would and, um, you know, it just goes into that this, this really happened. This wasn't mass hysteria. This, this had an opportunity for them to retreat and out of pure curiosity and stupid kids going back to, you know, to make damn sure that they knew what they saw and saw even more uh, and terrified them to, to a core level that none of them were ever the same again. So those are my three and a half lived in a semi haunted house, certainly stayed in some haunted hotel rooms and then have uh, very close friends from high school that experienced something that defies explanation. Even though what was the one with the hitchhiker with red eyes? Do you remember that story? Or that did may have been a story. Good. I'm thinking good. And it, Cause it, I felt like you told that, this one with, cause I remember the car scratching and I remember the people disappearing, and then oh, I remember no, 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 no. You're driving. right. You're. I'm sorry that that was one of the details from that story that was 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 true. This was somebody on the side of the road that uh, was walking, you know, right next to this eight foot wide dirt road that they described looking like they were hitchhiking, but when they turned around, they had had red eyes, and then yeah. poof, yeah. right in front of the headlights, disappeared. So sorry, I did mm-hmm. miss that. I forgot that detail, but right. that was that was one of the things that was explained to me yeah. that that did happen. So a lot of this was very very close. This wasn't like, you know, seeing what what could have been you know mist rising from the foothills, right? You know, at a great time. distance. This this stuff was in, you know, close up magic kind of close and yeah, right. really affected them to the core. Well, it makes yeah, me kind of think about, I mean, everything that we know about this season right now, and if it was in October is, you know, the veil is the thinnest between the two realms right now. So Absolutely. it could be, you know, just lost souls. Well, and up there, wandering. Up, there's the, that cemetery that's up there too, that has some crazy shit that's gone on. Yeah, and you know, it, it wasn't named the corrals for nothing. There were corrals. It may have been a, a homestead. That you know, road wasn't just a four wheel drive road. There, there could have been, uh, there could have been families up there. There could have been a lot of things up there. You know, Boise's an old west town, right? It's been around forever. Right. That that would have been quite on the outskirts. So not not unreasonable to think that. Um, who knows? I mean, truly, who knows? And, you know, you think about, okay, so some businessman, some hitchhiker, some, you know, girl wearing a McHugh sweatshirt. And that was very specific, right? Mm-hmm. This was this was something that right. was, um, who knows, guys? 
I mean, yeah. who knows why that bail would be so thin. And, you know, when I was an amateur demonologist <laughs> at that age, I'm asking all of those questions. I'm, I'm looking at it being, uh, you know, the, the, the fall, um, or I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, fall equinox and, yeah. um, yeah. Uh, you know, the positions of the moon, these are things that, it, that, that I looked into and it, and it, yeah. It was, yeah, it was around perfectly around that time of year. So what they experienced was a real life fucked up ghost story. Yikes. That's holy crap. That's awful. Yeah. Yeah. It, it wasn't good for anybody. No. Mm-mm. Even, even the kids that I told secondhand 20 years later. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm still in therapy for it. Sorry. No, I'm kidding. It was definitely a, a not sleep night for me, though. After hearing that story. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was already scared of camping. Bocas Basin is <laughs> it got it. a weird vibe anyway. Honestly, it has a weird like that whole area, like the foothills just itself. It's it's OK during the day, but driving up it at night. There are some parts that I'm like. I will not be more than two feet from the car. If we get out, that's it. Yeah. Yuck. Yuck. Yeah. Now you're you're doomed. Well, now and, I, and, I'm curious. But I don't yeah. want to go look for it, but I'm curious. <laughs> and and this yeah. was, you know, Bogus Basin Road is a highly traveled road. It's yeah. it's seen, you know, thousands of teenagers and you know. I almost died on Bogus Basin Road once. So, I mean, the amount of of, of people that have slid off and oh, ended, yeah, ended their lives sure. during ski season or not mm-hmm. ski season alone. Very yeah. windy, very very dangerous dangerous area. So, yeah, don't, I don't know what manifested it all, <laughs> but it was something that didn't you know at the time having spent quite a bit of time at that particular location, you know, drinking. Um, it it didn't surprise me, and the only thing that did was the depth and level of detail that he had around every occurrence that, that every happened day, that yeah. night. Yeah. So between midnight and five thirty, when there was you know the first crestings, they were they were deep into it. So I'm not doing it justice about about the amount of time or how they pursued or you know, what was on foot, what was in cars. And, and, you know, these, these were my four by four friends. So they had spotlights and they had rifles. Oh, right. They had right. all of this stuff mm-hmm. and, they, and they felt equipped. Um, you know, nobody's really equipped for something that they don't understand, but uh, mm-hmm. they felt, I think more than anything, like they needed an explanation and they didn't find one. Yeah. It just made it, it just worse. made it worse. Mm. Yeah, I'm. That's wild. That is wild. It was wild. I mean, it's it's it. It was real in that it affected all of them, right? Deeply for the rest of their lives. Yeah, it's the follow up that makes it It the scariest. Yeah, agreed. I agree. Yeah, it was the repercussions. Right, it was not a ghost story. It was a real story that that screwed up real lives because of right it. Mm-hmm. and even surrounded by your friends and feeling confident 
you know, in, in the fact that you're armed and the fact that you've got a buzz on and the mm -hmm. fact that you're facing these things down did not matter a bit. Even more, the people that you know and trust the most are seeing the same thing that you're seeing and nobody can explain it. Right. Yeah. And you're pursuing I it. think that's even worse because then you can be like, oh, there's something up with me. Right. Oh, maybe no I drink too much. Maybe thing. it's right. Right. But it's, I think the tangible evidence mm -hmm. from four people is just. That's enough. Ugh. I, have, I have a similar story, but it involved some really strong laced mushrooms. So I don't think that was real. <laughs> <laughs> excellent uh, well thanks dad for sharing your story and you know i think this is probably the first time it's been publicly shared outside of oh, yeah. campfires and yeah anything so yeah I'm, I'm glad i'm glad too i think that um i think that the takeaway is that it's it's not always things that you can understand it's not always things that even though they seem tangible that they are or that they have an explanation and mm -hmm. that no matter how prepared you are for something, you know, a 150 pound hellhound can drop out of the ceiling of your hotel room at midnight and there's not a goddamn thing you can do about it. So I, to say be prepared is, is foolish. I, I guess to know that you're not alone is probably the most important part of it. Yeah. Well, that's a nice message. Yeah. And and yeah. make sure if you're in Minneapolis, the courtyard by Marriott in Bloomington. Don't. It's uh just don't. at 4460 West 78th Street Circle, Bloomington, Minnesota. Give it a try. It uh it doesn't even look <laughs> no, doesn't you. even look like the same hotel, but if you're there, upgrade to a suite and I'd love to hear what you think. Sometimes remodeling no. makes it worse. Exactly. Well, it it, it had been remodeled. Pick a couple up the of dust. Raise yep. it up. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, All right. Well, thanks, Dad. We appreciate you coming on again. Very no, much. Th thanks for having me. I appreciate uh, <laughs> being around. Look forward to the next right. time. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. Thank you. Right. Talk to you soon. Okay. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. There you have it. There you have it. I don't even know what to say I, are I you happy to tell say. you anything <laughs> i am happy i suppose that this is my karma for last week mm -hmm. yeah i was mm. like oh you know what mm -hmm. no i think i had this idea sooner than you telling me that but uh, yeah i was just like yuck dark yeah black ugh but definitely with the like the hound jumping on oh, his bed yeah, it reminded me sketchy. of David falling. Well, on. and that's what I thought too. Like what it just somebody all four limbs. Yeah. Yuck. Yuck. Black. Yuck. Yep. Sorry about that. I hate it. I hate it. Okay. Yes. We're done. Okay. Spooky season's over. That's not true. I'm sorry, it's not. I know it's not, but okay. I'm just not <laughs> sad about it. <laughs> It's not going to sleep. It's fine. Um, anyway, thank you guys for tuning in today. We appreciate you and love you and hope you enjoyed it. Like we've had some spooky episodes for you. Yeah, we have this month. Um, and then, yeah, make sure you check out our Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok for all of our content and interact with us. Say hi. Tell us what you think of 
um, you thought of this week's episode, last week's episode, um, if you have slept since, you know, we want to hear it. We do want to hear it. Tell us all about it at morethanmythspodcast.gmail.com. Just send us a little note. We would love to hear from you. Uh, wherever you listen to your podcasts, we are also there and present. Uh, if you have a minute, just follow and subscribe. Uh, if you can, leave us a review. It just gives the little pod a little bump. Yep. And as always, tell your friends, tell your family, and tell your dad. Oh my gosh, please tell your fathers. Until next time, stay curious. <laughs>